<clears throat> I am having a right old man moment. What's up, kids? How are you doing today? I am doing. I'm doing okay. I seem to have just kind of made it through the weekend. Uh, not really much to report in terms of the weekend. I'm recording this a little early, so we're actually actually still in September. I'm still in September. I'm in the past. Looking, speaking to you in the future, pre-recorded, living through everything else. That's the world we live in right now. Who knows what has happened in that month? Who knows what has transpired in the last month, which has now led us to this day? And it, it will be, in fact, it might even be November. By the time you see this, it might even be November that this kind of comes to pass and exists within the world. And that's kind of crazy in and of itself. That's kind of crazy in itself. And the lockdown may have come back. We may have existed in different worlds. There may even be a vaccine. Who knows? We may have committed more international crime than ever before. But until then, we won't know. Well, I won't know, because i got to go through all that period to figure out, you know, what's coming and everything like that. But I, I've been having an old man weekend where I had a, light, I had a slight fight with technology. Um, got rather grumpy about it. And I also blew my own mind with technology, which was interesting. Um, and it kind of led me to a whole thought process. But the world we live in right now. So, realistically, I'm living in the future. To get to a point, the TL, the R. I'm living in the future. I'm living in a future which I didn't know would exist when I was, you know, 10. Something like that. Okay. 10, 10 or so. 10 years old or so. So, let's, let's roll back. So, 10 years old, old or so, I would have been. Oh, it would have been the uh, the 2000s. I was born in 1989. So, post-millennia. And I grew up it through the millennium. Um, and we came out, and technology was kind of getting there, right? If we go a little bit further than that, you know, five, six. My world VHS, you know, uh, tapes, cassettes, written word, uh, typewriters were still being used the 90s, everything like that. I've experienced all that. And I imagine one of the reasons I'm kind of delving into this is I've recently been re-watching X-Files, as I mentioned in the previous episode with Simon. Um, recently been re-going through the X-Files. So you get to see all the old tech. You get to see all the old phones and everything like that. And it, it's not shocking to me because I was there. You know, I, I witnessed it. I may not have been using it because I wasn't an adult at the time. I was a child. But I was there. I've, I've been through that whole process. And... It gets you thinking, right? My theory is that you never actually realize you're in the future until you see something which kind of blows your mind that it's an everyday occurrence. And also that when you're thinking of the future, really you only ever think of the future in a futuristic sense of what you pictured the future be when you were a child. Like when I think of the future now, I don't think of technology. I think of um, social 
economic, ecological change. I don't think of technology, but when you're a child, the idea of technology is, you know, it's the main thing. It's the only thing you really got to think about is because, you know, you're a kid. You don't care about things. You care about, like, rocks and, um, yeah, chasing things down. And that sounds really, that sounds really fucking dark. You care about rocks and chasing things down when you're a child. That's, that's, that's the, tr- no. <laughs> I mean, trivial things. You know, you care about what when you're next, uh, you're next going to get some sweets or where your pocket money's going or what you're collecting at that point in time or, you know, what the latest game is. All this kind of stuff. You, you, you don't have social economic responsibility, which is kind of crazy when kids do take on social economic responsibility nowadays, um, which is really good to see. But at the same time, you know, you don't want them to lose their childhood. You don't want them to lose um, the time you do have when you'd have to worry about social economic responsibility. So you don't really think about it. So when you think of the future, you think of, you know, the crazy things the future might hold. But then at the same time, you think the future's great. Like, the whole idea of a VHS, right, is insane. If you think about it, logistically. You know, someone shoots something on, essentially, a chemical plastic strip. And then you can take it to your home, put it into a box, and it plays it on a screen for you. As a child, that's insane. As an adult now... Someone shoots something onto a, an SD card, and then I play it back in my living room without ever touching anything other than a remote. That's insane. That's 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 too much. And a recent so one of the other purchases I made a purchase recently, as I do. No sponsors. Um, who would sponsor this? Uh, and I bought some headphones. I bought some Bluetooth headphones. Little in in earbud ones, they're wireless. I can make phone calls on them. I can skip tracks. It's clear as day. I've used them a lot, and they still haven't lost charge. I haven't had to charge them. I connected them simply to my phone. My phone has music on it, which I didn't have to put on it. That whole process. That I think that was probably the solidifying moment recently. That was my moment. That was the moment I knew I was living in the future. I know wireless headphones aren't even that new. But just that streamline of processes. So I had music on my phone. I use Amazon Music. I don't pay for it. So I get the free stuff they put on there. And a lot of it's the back catalogue, which I listened to when I was a teenager anyway. So that's a good call. Pro tip for anyone born during the 90s through to the 2000s. A lot of what we considered old music is now free on Amazon Music. Um... You do get some trash in there as well, but that's a whole different uh, podcast. And yeah, you, you kind of, you know, I had the music on my phone, so I said, you stream that to your headphones. And then I had an experience with my mom. She got a car, and it had a Bluetooth connection, so we connected her phone up to it. And those are moments where I'm sat there going, this this is almost insane. This is it's beyond comprehension now, because this is just natural. This is just the natural flow of things now. You know, even drawing, my illustrations and stuff, it's taken me a long time to get used to the whole process of working with an iPad and digital drawing and all those kinds of things. Every time I go to create something, I pick up a bloody sketchbook and a pencil. That's how most of my illustrations start still. I haven't got past that point. But I'm living in the future. I couldn't have dreamt of this. I couldn't have dreamt of this technology. I wear a Fitbit everywhere. Mainly just to track calorie output, but I'm tracking calorie output. Which is insane, without having to do anything. Steps, heart rate, all these things. 
and I'm using technology to do it. And it's also this kind of process where I'm sat thinking of those three products and my God, am I a privileged person of a life. I mean, I knew that anyway, but Jesus. It's mind-blowing. And I, I, I'm sympathetic now. I'm sympathetic to... And this is another whole other conversation. And I, th- I feel like it's my... You know, I don't want to say it's going to be my generation, which is the last generation which is blown away by this. Because the kids today will be growing up with digital technology. At some point, we're going to surpass digital. And they're going to have exactly the same experience. In the next, next 40 years or so, you know, we'll, we'll surpass digital with something. And they'll come out and it'll blow their minds. But, you know, we 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 are a whole, whole generation experiencing this transition of what is and isn't possible with technology. And people from our generation are responsible for it. People who have gone out and, and kind of developed this stuff, which, you know, whilst I've been sat, sat at home drawing potatoes, someone was out there designing an iPad. Um, and it's kind of crazy. But we're going through that whole process right now. But on the, the convex side of that is I'm having conversations with my parents about potentially getting my grand internet because she doesn't have internet in her house now to a child that's mind-blowing that's unthought of that's like living in a shack in the woods that's that's an improbability of the modern age for someone not to have the internet in their house and the reason my parents don't want her to have it is because she struggles with technology she struggles with even basic technology even like a mobile phone not like a smartphone, just like a standard mobile phone. Um, because it takes so longer to process what's kind of happening with it. Um, and they get frustrated with it, which I find hilarious, because then they get frustrated with technology, which I find fairly easy, like Bluetooth. To me, it makes sense. It's logical. Um, but to them, it's foreign, because they can't see anything. They've grown up in a world of wires and, and technique. They're on board with Wi-Fi, and they're on board with things like that. But watching them try to figure it out, it's, it's, it's fascinating. So I'm very patient with all of those things, because, you know, I get it. You know, I, I understand why that there is such a disconnect. And there's a future coming where at some point I'm going to end up like that. I'm going to end up in a situation where someone hands me a piece of technology and just the whole idea of it is so foreign that I will struggle with it. We all are, every single one of us. I'm talking to you, 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 and you, whoever's listening. You know, we're going to all end up in a position at some point where we just can't do it. We just can't get on board with it. That's terrifying. <laughs> this is this is why this is why the whole generation behind us and above us are so scared of technology. Because they know this. They've had it happen. They've been through it. The whole idea of a phone without buttons. That's that's completely off the deep end. No, that's the commonplace. When's the last time you saw a mobile phone with numbers which you can press? Which aren't on the screen? When, you, you haven't, have you? No, you haven't. You just, it just doesn't happen. Don't really happen. Unless you've got BlackBerry, which nobody really has. You know, it's a smartphone. It's just... it's It almost makes you stand in awe. Which I think is what makes it more damaging when you do have young people who get so frustrated with it. It reminds me of that line... Oh, there's, a, there's a TV show, I can't remember which one. It must be Simpsons or Futurama... Where someone's like, the world of tomorrow. And they're at a convention or something. And someone's there standing and pulling on a light bulb. And it's an old man. And he's pulling on a light bulb. And like, what? Aren't you fascinated by this? I saw this back in 1924. And I almost crapped my pants. That kind of thing. Now, that, 
that's the idea. That's that's where I'm getting to. I don't know if I have a fear of that or whether I'm just fascinated. I'm very fascinated. I'm I'm crazy fascinated to see what 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 the next step is. But then at the same time, I feel like as a society, we've t- because we've become so comfortable, right? Because technology has gone to such a point where you know it doesn't really need to progress. All the progressions we see will be slow. We've stopped talking about it. You know? What you think about your day to day life? You know, it's kinda like Wally. I mean Wally's probably the best example of a visual medium describing this, but you know, if you can order food to your door with an app, better yeah, you can do it via Alexa. You just tell her to do something. Um if you can do that and then you can exercise in your home and you can talk to your friends through video chat and uh, get a visual of anything you want and see any film you want within your home uh, and you can work from home you basically create a habitat for yourself we've created a society where we have made habitats for ourselves which is hugely ironic considering the controversial issues around zoos did we just make a zoo for ourselves is that all we've actually done no because we can leave anytime we want. And we can cut ourselves off. And we choose to, and some people choose to. I think it's important to have a healthy balance between the two. Um, you know, you gotta you gotta maintain that balance so you, you understand because you so that you maintain this. So that I think that's the that's the key. I don't think it's so much that you shouldn't get lost in technology. I think you should still try to find things which do make you wonder about the future, about it all. But back to my point about I'm not discussing it anymore. We're not discussing it anymore. You know, when I was a kid, there was a show called... Uh, oh, my God, what was the show called? I had it before I even started recording. I thought about it, and I think, oh, yeah, that's that's the show. It's not Day After Tomorrow. That's a film. Tomorrow's World. Okay, so there was a show called Tomorrow's World, and they showed you the technology of the future. And this is why X-Files does. It, it brings in technology and gadgetry and goes, oh, hey, this, this is what's coming. This is, this is this could be it. And they, they, did all, they, did all they did, like, smart worlds, smart homes, and this, and digital, and everything was fascinating, and this is this. And then they talked about the cultural, social implications of such products. We don't, we don't have that now because we have YouTube, because we have Reddit and facebook and everything like that and technology is is often shunned at its first creation nowadays you know it's it's someone always wants to pick it apart someone wants to go go in it seems like we stopped talking about it. I even typed in just before i started recording what is the next step in technology the top five answers are from 2016 17 15 and 17 that's the top five answers I got when I googled that, which means about three to five years ago we just we abandoned that as a conversation topic. And some of you may be thinking, "Oh, Graham, it's obvious." You know, we're getting rid of touch technology, and then it's human upgrades. Well, why does it have to be human upgrades? You know, why does that even have to be a thing? I saw another thing recently, which is so someone had invented a new type of wind turbine. So instead of like having Spinning blades. So you've got like, you know, everybody knows what a fucking windmill looks like. Why are you even describing it? So you have a windmill and a a turbine to generate power for whatever you want to generate power for. Okay, that's standard. But they've invented a new one and it's kind of the shape of an orb. And the whole idea behind the orb is it can generate wind uh, power from any direction. Obviously, 
a mill or turbine requires wind to blow in a specific way for it to work. This was meant to be more efficient. But I was down in the comments because I was wondering, I mean, obviously I was initially wondering, uh, can I get one of those for my house so that I can power something because that'd be kind of cool and I can go green. Um, and I live in Lincoln, so it's windy as hell. Shout out to Lincoln and it's windy as hell. Um, and someone went further down and went, yeah, oh, that's all great, but it's still inefficient. And there's a whole argument for wind power being inefficient and things like that, but I won't go into that. But he made a point, and whilst I didn't agree with it necessarily, there is a, a conversation to be had with that. In the sense of you can keep redesi redesigning a windmill, but at some point, because of windmills and the way they work, you can't defeat physics. And what he means is that you can you can, you can delve and you can redesign and you can redeploy, but the wind will always blow in a certain way. Friction will always work in a certain way, and materials will always work in a certain way. So until you get a new material, a new element, or a new rule in physics, it will only ever be so efficient. You know, it will only you will come to a stopping point, at which point you have to move on. Now, whether that point is forcefully moved on in the sense of someone comes up with an idea or accidentally moved on is the question which we have for the world today which is what we're, we're kind of saying and talking about now the same with like eco technology so i'm a big fan of the idea i think i've discovered it in the process of becoming an android of replacing parts of myself so i can live a much longer life um and maybe even making my brain into some sort of uh, computer system so I can live forever. I like that idea. It's I find that quite comforting because, uh, you know, fear of death. But also I'm quite comfortable with the idea of death. You know, if I just stop one day, then I stop. That's the way things go. Just if I'm an android and kind of do it on my own terms, I don't really have to worry about rot. That's a problem, you know, rot. It gets out there. Um... So I'm a big fan of that, but the, people get worried about, you know, initial technologies and putting things under skins. And there are people who have had things placed under their skin and their bodies, and it's because we we find that unnatural. We we find that unnatural as a as a concept. Um, we see it as playing god or invasive to the human species, and so a lot of the conversation when it comes to technology and what is the next step, it, it comes up with a lot of moral questions, which really the moral questions didn't really exist before. They existed in the sense of what pe could people use it for, but they didn't exist in terms of should we have this technology um, to you know benefit our lives. Obviously, destructive things, yes. Cloning, yes. All those those conversations come up. But yeah, it makes you think. It makes you think in terms of why, why will we still make advances in home life tech where if uh, if we get to a point of ultimate comfort will there still be a need we really have made habitats to ourselves haven't we I can't think I mean lockdown's probably proved it better than anything else I was worried about this before lockdown because I got my bread maker and my treadmill and I was feeling like a hamster you know I, I'd locked myself in not literally like I did in lockdown um but I locked myself in, and, you know, I got my bread maker, so I don't really need to go anywhere. Obviously, I went out to get out groceries, but I didn't have to. I could have had them delivered. Uh, I could have had all my food delivered. I didn't need to go out to exercise because I got the treadmill. Uh, I got a few weights in the house. I can get outside time. I essentially, I've, you know, I live alone. So I can essentially just create a prison environment for myself. That'd be weird. Maybe I should do that. 
as an experiment. Set myself some prison rules for a, for a month or so. What happens when Graham enters a prison of his own mind? It's like a bad nineties tagline for a film, doesn't it? But we've done it. We've we've successfully created these habitats to ourselves. I think what as well this couples with is this whole idea, you know, as a generation and as generations afterwards become more and more dissatisfied. And I think this is this is a big thing. Of we've created environments which are habitual and comfortable. So we have more time to focus on other things. So we focus on improving other things, you know, like social, economic standing, systems which we're not happy with, blah, 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 political standpoints. All of those things we kind of have more time to focus on because we're comfortable. We're not worrying about the hunter-gatherer side of things. So we can sit there and go, oh, hey, actually, rights, we want those. Um, and we fight for that. And every generation afterwards will probably fight even more for that. That's that's the kind of crazy thing which I think a lot of people seem to forget is that you can you can look at everything and go, yes, everything's terrible, and everything is terrible. There's a lot of terrible right now. But I don't think you have to worry about the generations afterwards being placid because they're just going to get angrier. You know, People don't like to be habitual. People like to be spontaneous and unique and often destructive. So if everything becomes beige... People fight against it. They 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 push back. They go, oh, wait a minute. This doesn't feel natural to live in a box. Maybe I shouldn't be living in this box. Mm. And that happens every single generation. And I think I can see it getting more and more volatile and more and more prescient. And as those buffers kind of die out, it becomes even more so. With each generation, there is a progression. Um... It's very rare you see that progression succeed in your own generation. I will point that out. Um, and I think technology lends itself to it. It is a tool. But I don't think you should ever lose the wonder you have for it. I'm still getting my mind blown on a regular basis. Still getting blown on a regular basis. Graham, 2020. <laughs> Terrible. I, yeah. This stuff just still fascinates me. Makes me wonder about what's next. My whole day-to-day life, I'm just living in the future. This is probably why I'm so satisfied. Ten-year-old me would have his mind. He wouldn't be able to handle this. Wouldn't be able to. I mean, the whole idea of this podcast, you know, I record on a camera the size of a camera. This is video. Ten-year-old me would have seen a video camera, something you strap to your shoulder, not put on a desk with a tiny microphone, upload into a computer, snip it together, throw it into the internet... 30 people to watch and go (laughs) that's my reality and that blows my mind and that is the thought I will leave you with though I will ask what technology blows your mind because maybe I should find out some extra stuff which blows my mind which is crazy man (laughs) we're just living in the future I'll talk to you guys later